0: Welcome to Full of Scope, a podcast with two guys in their 20s, giving their perspective on the games that we love, the headlines in pop culture, and the meaning behind it all. I'm your host, one to Burns, One of my counterparts, Savon Morris, and due to, to some of my technical difficulties last week, we weren't able to do the movie review, but we'll have that um, have that next week uh, going up, but how's it going, man?
1: It's going pretty good, man. You know the norms.
0: It's good. Excited. Yeah, all, 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 all the norms we're having to adjust to—it's it's definitely a different time. Just around this time, we're usually talking about gearing up for the NBA playoffs and, and things of that nature. But, but it's definitely a, a different a different time for everybody. Um, but excited to get into some of these topics today and to start it off with uh, Cam Newton and uh, Jameis Winston's future. Um, you know, these two former number one picks are both looking for you know new destinations, and with Cam looking to start his uh, post panthers career. And with what's going on with COVID-19, um, he's not able to travel to other teams' facilities to have a physical and, you know, kind of make sure his, um, his surgically repaired foot is going to pr- progress on a timely schedule. And, you know, even if Newton, um, you know, even if Newton is, is signed to a different team, I feel like one of the reasons teams are hesitant to sign him is because of, you know, the health status. Ever since the 2015 MVP um, season, um, he hasn't been able to, to stay consistently healthy and to me, honestly, there's really two possible outcomes. He can kind of become the skill of the offseason, right. maybe go to New England, or he kind of continues to be in an uncertain QB situation where um, he's just kind of waiting around. Because there was a the news with him and Tyrod Taylor working out in, in LA of him possibly going to the Chargers, but the Chargers seem really in, in intent on key, on on sticking with Tyrod Taylor as their starter as a starting quarterback, just like how Cleveland did um, last season at the beginning of the year. But, but what do you think is the likely, likely out, um, outcome for Cam, and what team do you think could benefit um, from acquiring him?
1: I don't think he goes to the Chargers. I think it's two spots that I've been really trying to, you know, indulge in to see if he can fit in those positions. One is New England Patriots. I think he can fit because, <clears throat> excuse me, for one reason, Bill Belichick always praises – I don't know if he does this just because it sounds good, but he always praises um, – mobile quarterbacks he praised Lamar Jackson so many times last year Patrick Mahomes the list goes on and on and you would think his admiration for a mobile quarterback can you can fit him in your scheme I, I would like to see him I mean his mobility is kind of going to be you know on the standstill because of his injuries but I think he still has a big arm his accuracy is kind of you know one of those things that's going to be highlighted as a pocket passer if he transitions into a pocket passer yeah. so it's some some highlight, highlighted um flaws of his game that's going to make teams right now in the doesn't matter if there was a miss of the coronavirus or not they were going to be like uh okay his biggest his biggest um upside was he was a mobile quarterback and he could you know extend the play we saw that when the the long super Bowl run we had uh, and then they lost to <laughs> they lost to the Denver. Broncos. They lost to the Broncos.
0: So I mean, that Super Bowl, it, it seemed as though, like they were they had like blown out Arizona. And then with Denver, they have the Bonnet defense. It, it just they they never got in a rhythm for that game because they were like one of the highest scoring teams. And I think they were left to just kind of only a touchdown for that game.
1: And we saw what mobility does to a quarterback. If you see those first two drives, I know we're yeah. getting off subject, but if you've seen those first two drives, he was gassed. He was running the ball. He was going out of the pocket, and he's, his hands was on his hips the first two drives. And a lot of people said, why did he stop running, and why did he stop running? Because as a you're a quarterback first, then a runner second, because – if you don't know running the football multiple times, ask any running back when they when they finally tap out or hit that helmet. They they need a breath. A quarterback can't come out. Those are t- it's two positions that yeah. people don't come out. It's old offensive lineman and a quarterback. You you can rotate running backs. You can rotate wide receivers. You even can rotate secondary defensive lineman linebackers.
0: Can't can't bring in another quarterback. <laughs>
1: you can't bring <laughs> you're, in another you're not quarterback. Able to, to
0: rotate. <laughs>
1: not at all. And a lot of I don't understand why people didn't get that. But going back to – I think New, New England would be a good spot for him if Bill Belichick is is really ready
0: to – Josh uh, McDaniels. I think Josh McDaniels would really like would really like to have uh, a mobile quarterback like him I, because we, we even saw what he was able to do with Brady, but just imagine what he could do with a mobile quarterback if Cam can kind of stay relatively healthy.
1: Right, and I think of it as what Sean McVay can do with a mobile quarterback. I mean – with Jared Goff, he's kind of mobile. But before that, he was with uh, the Redskins. He had a different couple uh, quarterbacks that were able to move outside the pocket and do some different things. I think of Kyle Shanahan as well. You want to think Matt Ryan, <laughs> Matt Ryan, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> yeah. are mobile quarterbacks, but they can move outside the pocket and a lot of bootlegs. I just, I, I really love Cam Newton on bootleg, uh, bootleg plays because one, he can extend the play if he gets in trouble then you, your whole linebacker course shifts because he's a mobile quarterback. Okay. But the other team I think can benefit from his talents will be Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I think if they yeah. do sign him, Minshew can can still be the starter, but let Cam Newton rest. But not at a certain point, let them battle out for it because I think he can strive in that system when um, Leonard Fournette I think it would be a good situation. They get rid of Nick Foles, get rid of Blake Bortles, you still need somebody else. Cam
0: Newton. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's with Leonard Fournette though, like it's a it would be a, a perfect like union. Like when, when when you think about just kind of what he had back with in the Carolina with Christian McCaffrey, and then you go to another situation where you have an, another elite running back and Leonard Fournette, I think that would definitely balance what Cam has to do on a weekly basis.
1: Most definitely. And I think if they get a, a better, more efficient offensive line that can really help that running game, because Lena Fournette is a bruiser. and He has sneaky speed. And then you give, you know, implement the options just like Baltimore does, not too heavy because, one, Cam Newton has a lot of previous injuries, and he's coming off an injury. injury. So it's something that can yeah. really kind of balance the offense in a good way. And, and I, I don't think Cam Newton has had an offensive coordinator who kind of pandered to his type of game I don't think they try to do it when he first came In the league right. didn't work out So they try to make him a pocket passer He's not a complete pocket passer he did Option at Auburn he's the option uh, When he was at Florida Before he was <laughs> Kicked out of Florida mm-hmm. It's That's in his DNA he loves to, to mix It up so I don't think offensive Coordinators yeah. have gave him, given him the Opportunity to kind of pander to his style Of play like they do Lamar Jackson
0: Yeah, and and so for the the likely two teams, you would rank it as New England and Jacksonville as two teams you could kind of see him fitting with the best?
1: Most definitely. And, I mean, you can can make a case for Miami Dolphins, but I think as a football player, I don't think he wants to go there. Not at all.
0: And I think the Dolphins are going to try to go after, like, a younger QB in the draft um, just to kind of, like – because with what Brian Flores is doing, I mean, um, they get – I think they get Byron Jones from Dallas – and mm-hmm. they're and even Calvin Noi, Calvin They're just getting all of these defensive assets, and I kind of feel like they're gearing up for to gearing up to just try to get a younger QB to kind of really start the rebuilding phase.
1: But the thing with that, they still have uh, Fitzpatrick. They need another veteran quarterback. Yeah. Cam Newton would fit well if they try to go after Tua or um, it's a couple quarterbacks and or Burrow. The, Burrow, I don't think they Burrow fits. I don't think Burrow fits cuz he reminds yeah. me of Ryan Tannehill and we we saw what his career did <laughs> with Miami. I think he he <laughs> de- definitely reminds me of Ryan Tannehill because we was at Texas A&M boy. Boy. That man used to rip balls. He used he was a mobile quarterback. He used to yeah. run a lot. Like it just reminds me of he was he was a field general with Texas A&M. When he went to Miami, he had a good first two seasons. He sat out because he wanted a bigger contract first off. Let's let everybody remember that. But after that, his his stock just... And now he has the big contract with Tennessee. And that baffles me. I don't even know why. They should have paid Derrick Henry, but they gave <laughs> him a franchise tag, whatever. But um, yeah, I think if they do go after young quarterback, I don't think any quarterback in the this draft is like football ready, NFL football ready. In, in my opinion, I don't think any of those <clears> guys are football ready just yet. So you need some veteran guys. I think Cam Newton can be... One of those guys that come in and kind of compete for the starting job, and then once the freshman, not the freshman, once the rookie is ready, then you know see yeah. what happens.
0: Yeah, C- kind of have a a a, a clear um, succession um, type of plan there, uh, and and with Jameis Winston, you know he's he's kind of like in in the in a stagnant market for market for QBs because there's been a ton of QB signings with you know Nick Foles to Chicago, Philip Rivers um, to Indianapolis. And the Bears could have, you know, definitely acquired him for, at a cheap price, but they gave up a pick um, for the rights to pay Foles uh, $20 million. And mm-hmm. one of the things with Winston, it's obviously the cons- consistent of, t- of turnovers, a-, a lot of touchdowns last year, but big play and, and, and also um, big turnovers um, happening um, just kind of half and half. And, and and that's probably one of the biggest reasons teams have kind of been cautious to sign him. But overall, he's, he's still a talented quarterback, um, only twenty six. And with all of that going on, um, how do you kind of see the the right fit for him being like? Is this a is this a scenario where he he may be a backup quarterback for the first half of the season, and team just try to wait to see like how they can fit him in?
1: No, I, I think if any situation, he's going to get a one year deal because yeah. you look at short term. Yeah, he's a short term kind of quarterback, and if he gets a like a. It's going to be like a Teddy Bridgewater type situation. He's going to have to if something happens, somebody gets injured, he's going to have to prove himself. But now Teddy is with Carolina Panthers. He's been he's been very patient because when he was drafted by the Vikings and that didn't work out, then he was traded at a away game, Then he had to fly to do <laughs> Bro. That's his so journey cold. has been That's super so cold. It's so cool. His journey has been super crazy. But with Jameis... He's definitely going to have a one-year deal. Um, it's a couple yeah. teams. I think I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of gun, but I'll wait for it. But I think he de- he definitely is a backup quarterback. Thirty for thirty. That's for ESPN, my brother. That's that's something you should <laughs> not try to strive for. And I get what he's saying. They threw a lot. They really. What if I told a-
0: you? What <laughs> if I told you there was a quarterback who threw wow. for thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions but in wait. the same year? <laughs> turn into <laughs> 80
1: street. Jameis <laughs> <laughs> Winston's 30 for 30, literally 30 for 30. But uh <laughs> but I mean looking looking at his what 30 for 30, 30 interceptions, 30 touchdowns. They did have to throw a lot. Some of those interceptions were they were fully on him. I think five or six were the wide receivers dropping the ball or something crazy happened, but it still man I just don't see him let somebody bring him in to to say, "Yeah, I want you to be my starter." No, not at all.
0: Yeah. And 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 with and with the teams that are available, um is there is there one team in particular you could see um kind of like needing that like if if Cam goes cute like New England, do you think Jacksonville would be would, would be willing or I mean if Cam goes to New England or um what was the other team he said? Um Patriots. New England or, yeah, uh, P- P- Patriots or, or maybe even a team Miami. like Miami. Do, do, yeah, yeah. Do you think um, Jacksonville would be open to uh, um, um, signing Jameis for like no. a one-year deal?
1: No, not at all.
0: Yeah. I think uh, – like, it, it, it would have to be – Jacksonville would Probably more open, way more open to, to Cam and, and still having Minshew and then trying to have a, a, a battle between those two to see who will be the starter for the rest of the year.
1: Most definitely. I think the New Orleans Saints – might be a good fit. And I also think uh, Mm. maybe Pittsburgh, because I'm just looking at teams that- Yeah,
0: I have heard that, yeah. That
1: have those- With Big Ben in the
0: latter half of his career.
1: Right, and then having, you know, they're not really, they have a decent running game with James Conner. And then you look at New Orleans Saints that have big weapons. Drew Brees went out for X amount of games and Teddy Bridgewater stepped in. So it's kind of those situations where they yeah. know Drew Brees is out, his telling in the career, but they gave him an extension. But you bring Jamison, I think with those big weapons, he's gonna he's gonna make some mistakes because he's he has a big arm, but he's just like Brett Favre. He doesn't care. He just whips it right up in there. Whips eighty eight interceptions. It's it's think- like the,
0: it's like the Minnesota New Orleans NFC Championship game. Like I, every time I see that interception, I'm like Brett, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do you it. Don't.
1: <laughs> But that's Brett. That was Brett Mo. Like, if he's there, he's there. If he's not, well, somebody's gonna catch it. (laughs) But I think any interception (laughs) that's gonna be like the headline, the headline of teams looking like, do we really want a guy sign a guy for what one million between seven and ten mil for he Mm -hmm. threw eighty eight interceptions in the last three four years and he's been injured, so it's. I think New Orleans thinks it would be a good fit for him to sit on the bench, you know, learn from Drew Brees. Uh, I would have thought the – yeah, but they would have kept him on to learn from Tom Brady, but I guess Mr. Areas didn't want that. <laughs> They're like,
0: nope, C B twelve doesn't want you. CB12 does not <laughs> even want you, around. <laughs> as
1: soon as he, he, he 30 um, for 30, stay away
0: from me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as soon as he saw, like, oh, they got Tom Brady. Let me go to Instagram real quick, give my thank yous, because I know I'm out of here. I'm not coming back. But yeah, I think those two like Pittsburgh or you know, Pittsburgh or um the Saints will be a good fit for him because of their real pass heavy. And they have those weapons, and they have good offensive coordinators, especially...
0: Emmanuel Sanders now? I mean, the Saints have some scary weapons.
1: Scary weapons. Let's see Let's see what happens, though. Abba Kamara has to be fully healthy, though, because he's a big part of that passing yeah. game, too. So it's a lot... That's always lot the big biggest parts.
0: thing with the Saints is, is health and how they perform in the postseason. Because definitely the early loss to Minnesota, most people thought they'd at least get to the NFC Championship this year.
1: True. Because they were, you know, they were on fire yeah. before and after.
0: We were, we were, we were anticipating the San Francisco New Orleans rematch. I mean, that was like one of the best games of the year when when um, Grable has to pass to Kittle and, and they set it up for the field goal. I mean, those were those seem like yeah. the two top teams, but it you know it turned out different.
1: That's what I love about um, football. Transitioning
0: to yeah, unpredictable. It's, it's always unpredictable. Transitioning to um, Canelo and um, Triple G. Um, with their third fight coming up in September 12th and Canelo 53 1 and 2 36 knockouts and Golovkin um 41 and 1 35 um, knockouts and and the two mega fights they had you know ended in decisions that were controversial the first ended in a, a split draw And then Canelo won the majority decision in the second and we, we've talked about both of these fights the first one um, popular opinion was that that that, that Golovkin was the one that that should have won that fight. The second one Canelo got the edge, but you know, it, it still wasn't it still wasn't clear. And after the first few fights with everything that had happened like the 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 disagreements um, away from the ring and just the 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 lack of fr- the, the the friction between the two camps and things that um, Canelo felt as though Gennady was bringing to the public's attention that just weren't true. There right. were so many things going, you know, behind closed doors and just before we get to the to what we how we envision the third fight um, after the first two fights, um, what was like your, your sense of did you think this this would happen and how close did you think these two fighters were even after the second fight where Canelo won?
1: Well, I think <clears throat> excuse me, I think the first fight Triple G definitely won. Um, yeah, but I didn't think this is gonna like become a third fight because of. <laughs> Canelo's, like, hatred for Triple G because of what he put out in the public about the
0: yeah.
1: the um, band. It seemed on. like he was just ready to move on. Right. I mean, I don't think he was ready to move on because the first fight, you go to a draw, and then the second fight, you win. But with that, you want to give him a third chance to kind of, like, even it out or, you you know, be the con, you know, clear, consider better fighter. But you're so mad yeah. and you have so much, you know... <laughs> Not hatred, but you just don't like him. <laughs> venom, venom towards him because of him putting what's in the public about the band substance and yeah, you know, saying that it was the meat that you ate. That's attacking
0: a fight. fighter's character right. at, at the core.
1: But no, that's I mean, it was allegations. He can speak on the allegation. He's going to talk about it. So what's the difference? Yeah. I, I like I like the, the 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 heat between those two. So eventually, the fight will had to happen. No, if ends but I think. It was prolonged because of what Triple G put in the public about that certain situation. Now we have the fight. Never thought it was going to happen because of that animosity towards him. Now we have the fight. I'm super excited. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't think this was. Good. I didn't think. I didn't think this third fight was going to. What was going to happen because of uh, what you just said? Like the 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 animosity between the two outside of the ring and how Canelo was just like you know w- w- dealing with all the all of the allegations and. The first two fights were just extremely exciting. I feel like the first fight was was the best fight um, in terms right. of just how how even... And the, the, the last three rounds, Canelo really tried to make a late spur to win the fight. And I feel like um, Golovkin, he, he really kind of controlled the fight from the the, the first um, section of it. And then it kind of became a little more even um, latter, in, the, in the latter half of the fight. But looking to the upcoming fight, um, Canelo, to me, he's just at the top of, top of his game, you know, at 29, um, defeated Rocky Fielding, um, by a one-sided knockout at super middleweight, um, beat Daniel Jacobs by a close decision, um, also at middleweight, um, Sergei Kovalev by 11th round knockout at light, at light heavyweight. And with Triple G, you know, he's 37, um, skill quality fighter. Um, he's not knocked out ski Rolls in four rounds, um, mm-hmm. Sergei, Daria, uh, De- uh y- 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 Yavintro, um, also beat him at a, at a vacant um, middle, middleweight belt. But overall, it just kind of feels as though Golovkin's kind of in the, the downward slope of his career, still a quality fighter. Um, right. But it just seems as though Canelo is is more just ascending and adding more elements to his skill set. And, and that's kind of one of the things with Canelo. Every fight I see from Canelo recently, just he seems like he's just adding more to his skill set. And maybe this is this is what he's been looking to, like to finally just just put it once and for all that he is a superior fighter, to Triple G because this is kind of like his rival now because there have been so many times in earlier his career people felt as though he was dodging Triple G and didn't want to actually get in the ring with him. Now, you know, All he's right. about to have his third fight with him. Um, how do you see this going out? Because because I because I, I kind of feel as though the edge goes to Canelo being the younger fighter, having the better skill set. But, but how do you kind of see this one playing out um, as we're a few months off from it?
1: Well, um, to be completely honest with you, them fighting... Them fighting at 168 instead of 175, and Canelo won at a 175 the last fight. So I think yeah, age yeah. is gonna play a difference, but the weight is gonna play a difference too. And like you said, Triple G is he's still a, a quality fighter, but he's in there in age. It reminds me of Oscar De La Hoya when he when he uh were fighting the telling us of his career. He was fighting in his 40s and all, but he still was a quality. Fighter. He was still winning matches. It's not gonna be. I, I don't think it's gonna be. A knockout for Triple G, I think if Canelo does catch him in the fourth or fifth round, I think that's when Canelo loves to try to – he's done figuring you out. Put him – put a fighter gonna, away.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. If he does that's going to be – if it's not in the fourth or fifth round, fourth or fifth round it's going to go the distance. It's going the distance. It's. It has to yeah. go the distance because if you don't knock him out, if you don't knock Triple G out in the fourth or fifth round, he's going to catch his second win. He's going to get that old man win all right all right youngster come on come on youngster (laughs) so so he's gonna let's grind it out let's grind it out out. (laughs) (laughs) because the first fight was a grind out the second fight yeah it was it was a clear cut win but i thought triple g still was in the fight it wasn't like a fight like it was just like okay he's just killing him but he was i think um canelo was more fundamental because i guess he was younger i'll 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 contest that because he was younger i'll give him that but if he doesn't knock him out in the fourth Mm -hmm. or fifth round it's gonna it's going the distance, and you heard it from me first because I told you about the Wilder fight. Sheesh, gosh, come on, man. Yeah, Wild and Fury fight.
0: It, 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 I mean, it, it really does seem like, like like this is Canelo's time, um, in, in terms of just um being the younger fighter, being at the type of his, top of his game. Um, right. but before we move on, though, in terms of Canelo and Triple G, um, and just like the the rivalry between them. Um, some people are saying like, okay, this, this fight is happening too late because triple G's, you know, 37, it it, it, kind of seems as though Canelo, um, Canelo is just really is a superior fighter. Do you still think there's going to be the same type of like excitement and anticipation for this fight? Because the first two, it it was sky high. I mean, everybody was excited. Everybody was hyped for those first two fights. It seems as though like for a third fight, people, like maybe like the, the Roberto Duran Sugar Ray Leonard where the first two fights are just amazing, but the last one it's not as like interesting. Like 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 do you do you still think the anticipation and excitement is still gonna be high because these two fighters have just had a had an amazing first few bouts?
1: You know, I've never seen a three-series fight be all the way amazing. I'm I'm even yeah. thinking about uh Tony O'Tarver and Roy Jones, their third those, th- those three fights. The first fight was you know a good fight, second fight, Roy Jones got knocked out. Then the third fight, Antonio Tarver wins in a split decision. So yeah. I don't think like, cause maybe you know, Ali
0: Frazier, maybe Ali Frazier. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the only other one that the trilogy is, is really complete.
1: Yeah. And those are two different, fight, like two, like a different area of fighters because, yeah, they, you know, Muhammad Ali is going to put on a show regardless, regardless of the who, fact who he's fighting. Yeah. Who he's fighting. And, you know, Frazier was that guy. He's gonna put his head. Now he's gonna give you. He's gonna. He's gonna give you the pain. So, but I yeah. think that trilogy was made because of Muhammad Ali. Nothing taking nothing from the late Joe Frazier or the late Muhammad Ali, but Ali made those fights. He made those. Mm-hmm. The, the Thrilla in Manila. He made that fight because the fight was not gonna happen because uh, was his um, not Joe. Oh, my God. George Foreman got cut, and he was he was saying he didn't want to fight anymore yeah, because he got cut. So he kind of made that fight. But for these guys, these are just, like, pure boxers. I mean, the third fight may not be a exciting fight, but for, you know, boxer lovers who, who really love the game of boxing, they're going to be like, okay, that was a good fight. I think it's going to be a good fight. It's not going to be an exciting fight, but what third fight trilogy fight you're going to say, like, man, yo, it was better than the first one. Like, no, not even with movies, <laughs> you say that. But I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, Godfather Part Three is it's not it's not watchable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and so I mean, when we when we look at at, at, at the at, at the trilogy overall, um, in terms of the outcome, like if, if Canelo just won like a majority decision, like like like, do you think that would that would put away like kind of the the question marks of was he a, really a better fighter than Triple G in these in these three fights or do you think it's just one of those things where however it plays out whoever wins is going to get like the overall edge for this because for Canelo he he's 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 rarely had a any type of of a major failure his only loss he's had was to Floyd Mayweather outside of that everything has been smooth sailing and this has kind of been his his one closest type of um challenger
1: you know if he See how I can put this. Hmm. If Triple G wins by, like, (laughs) pure, like, wishing on a star if he wins, then I think it's stalemates. I don't think it will be a four fight. It can't be a four fight. Can't be. But then we'll know that the first fight should have been Triple G's fight. If he wins. If it goes all the way to 12, 12 rounds, and it yeah. and he wins by decision, yeah, then Triple G is the better fighter. And he's an older fighter too. But if Canelo knocks him out or goes to decision, I still think it's a stalemate in my dec- If he knocks him out, then yeah, okay, boom. But if it goes to 12 rounds and Canelo wins, I think it's a stalemate, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. The the public decision I mean the public opinion. It would definitely be like a little swayed, and people people would just kind of like not really know who to give the edge to. Right. And we may be talking about a fourth fight. Who, who knows? We may be talking about a, about a, oh a fourth fifth fight. I don't like want these to guys be may a just
1: no, don't be a, no. yeah, no,
0: stay with, with Pacquiao me. Marquez when it got. To, <laughs> we saw that one with Pacquiao. Don't go to the fourth fight because you're gonna be out cold by the end, and that's what happens to Pacquiao. Like the fourth fights, they just go too far.
1: Go too far. Who wants to fight a person four times? If you haven't figured out what you need to figure out in the second, <laughs> the second after fight, three come times, <laughs> come on, man.
0: There was a big announcement with the Michael Jordan documentary. It got moved up to April nineteenth, and obviously, with with the the canceling of the, of the NBA season, many people, even LeBron, was clamoring for it to be to be put out earlier. Um, it's going to be a ten part documentary starting April nineteenth on on ESPN and, and ABC. Um, it's, it looks to be really a, a fascinating dive into their last season, and also just chronicling uh, Jordan's career. Um, wh- what were your thoughts on on that announcement? Because that's a obviously a huge announcement.
1: I didn't know they announced that. To be honest with you, I didn't yeah. hear that. I didn't even hear that this on TNT. Last Tuesday.
0: Well, yeah, yeah it's I past didn't. Even,
1: um, you know, I rely on TNT for basketball updates, and if I didn't see it on TNT's yeah. IG, it's gone. But to move I don't it even up, know what right? <laughs> Because I think they're doing what NFL has been doing. They've been rerunning like, big NFL's games. greatest games. Yeah, greatest games and yeah. rerunning greatest games because the football season may or may not happen earlier or later. And then, but my, I'm I'm in a space where I'm glad it's moved up, but what angle can they give us about Michael Jordan that hasn't already That's been different. done? Right. That's exactly. what I'm like eager to see. Like, what? Okay. ESPN, what can you give us? that we haven't seen from sports illustrated that we haven't seen from HBO or any other like documentary series. That's talking about either the bulls or just Michael Jordan itself or Scottie Pippen. It's like,
0: it's like with, with, with the ESPN, that the ESPN OJ made in America documentary that gave us things that we kind of hadn't seen fully because that was like a full, like five part documentary that was like extremely like, um, transparent and I, and I feel like a documentary like that reveals something more but maybe with jordan it's it, it's one of those things where we've almost like heard everything we could possibly hear
1: right so if they have an angle that <laughs> that you give us about michael jordan i'm, I'm gonna be i'm gonna be tuned in regardless because it's michael jordan and he's michael yeah but um, yeah. yeah so yeah. they moved it up. That's gonna be really dope because a lot of people are going crazy because basketball not not in the finals and the playoffs. Like I only watch <laughs> basketball until it gets to the playoffs. So like, I'm a playoff fan. <laughs> I'm a playoff fan. Like I I really sit down and watch series. Like that's the only time I'm be like. Okay, all
0: right. Let's see what guys are gonna do. From, from April to June, from April to June, it's just it's fascinating.
1: I'm the biggest NBA fan you you will know. I'm tuning. I don't care if it's Jazz versus the Nuggets or something, a crazy series. That's of a money. good I'm,
0: series. <laughs> See to me, that sounds amazing because I'm yeah, just a I basketball know. buff it, either way. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, that sounds amazing. The Jazz, the Utah Jazz. It, nah.
0: it's not like the it's not like L A L A. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's a decent series. It's, it's not like Rockets Warriors from two years ago, where I mean True. seven game series. Hard as Durant, second, you yeah. yeah, yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah, twenty-seven consecutive. Yeah, twenty-seven. Twenty-seven consecutive. Maybe you know, to make a. We have to cover that game. That. We have to cover that game eventually. Yes, that, we have to cover that game eventually. Cause, cause, yes, yeah, the, that, an, an unprecedented um, type sorry. of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, transitioning to our to our pop culture segment with um with the weekend's uh, most most recent project. Um, he, he released it. Um, as it's called After Hours. It was released, uh, released March twentieth, and dealing with a lot of his past projects and different sounds. Um, you know, House House of Balloons had a pop sound to it. Um, Starboy was more of a playlist than an album, even though it had um, you know an expansive list of eighteen songs. Um, but but this this project, from from, from what I heard, you know, it, it was an extremely intentional project. Listening to it. Um, Everything about it, it, it kind of had a certain vibe to it, kind of like an 80s synth pop type of vibe, but like Save Your Tears, um, In Your Eyes, Blinding Lights, had an r and structure, but also um, in terms of The Weeknd's overall sound, he has an, an R&B structure, but also wants to reach a, a mainstream audience. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of what you just heard from him in the past, because mm-hmm. I know you, you don't listen to him a, a ton, but... Do you think he's 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 like finally figured out what his sound is or is it just one of those things where he'll he'll go from a an 80s pop sound to also an R&B type of sound?
1: I think he does what his other, you know, Toronto, I mean, Canada native Drake does. He panders to multiple demographics of people and his sound is just not one sound. He could he can do he can do pop, he can do R&B. But for his last, like, his previous, like, music, I think he was more, not timid, but he was he was transparent, don't get me wrong. But it was more subtle, like, songs like, um, I Can't Feel My Face, Wicked Games, Love Me Harder, like, the list goes on. Like, the yeah. popular songs, just like- Bad For okay. You. Bad for, yeah, Bad For You is another one. And those songs are very, like, subtle, and it's like, it gets you, I can't feel my face you. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a nice pop, earthy like not earthy, but you know, you know, up tempo song that's like subtle, like talking about love. But this new project, it's gritty. It's I see why he called mm. it After Hours, Wellington. Like it's. Did you it's, see the cover? art? It's extremely it?
0: gritty. Yeah, the cover art.
1: <laughs> How was like, that?
0: That, man, that 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 just reveals gritty.
1: <laughs> my man's on cocaine or something. That man's <laughs> <I'm sorry.
0: laughs> with the red suit. In the
1: same- <laughs> red suit, the blood coming out of my, what are you, a vampire? <laughs> like, yeah, I, ooh, shoot, but it's more gritty. He's like more like chest pumped out, you know, like it's, it's, he's, he's always been a transparent artist. I haven't may, may, not have listened to him a lot, but what I've know, known from this new album, he's more gritty. Like his lines, like, um, I can't really say what he said, but I'll bleep it. He said, uh, B, don't, uh, uh, I don't need Chris flip it out. <laughs> yeah, B, <laughs> B, don't need me. B, uh, something, something. It was, it's so crazy. Like, he's more like,
0: Never need a, bitch, I'm what a bitch need. Trying to find the one that can fix me. I've been dodging death in the six feet and fed a me and got my,
1: like, aggressive in this. And it's, it's yeah. really like yeah. a different type of side to the weekend that. Everybody's known to come to love, not me, but every- <laughs> everybody. I mean, is-
0: <laughs> when, when you look at that, though, in terms of artists that that, that like um, that you kind of like and and maybe even even inspired to be like, why in particular has the weekend not been that, that that type of artist? Is it just like kind of like his style or his sound is just really like never connected with you, like as much as maybe a, another one of your favorite artists has? Well,
1: we talked about this a couple times. I love his collaboration with Drake on Take Care. And I that but it oh, was yeah. in a sense like uh ingrained with Drake's style. And I love um loving the crew, the crew love, whatever. Crew I love, love that song. Yeah. I love um Um the Good Ride.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, the go, the ride interlude, him in the background, the ride, like that. I love that. Yeah. But when it comes to his style, like his pop style, I wasn't really big in like I guess I'll call it emo pop. Because some emo, pop music, yeah. like Bazzi, um, it's a couple other artists that I can't think of right now that has that like really like up tempo pop vibe and it's nice. But his is more emo, you know, down lot malo- not melodic but like just just dark. I've never been into like dark stuff like that, and I think that's one <laughs> that's one reason why I never kind of like. His music never appealed to me because I thought it was like a dark emo pop thing. And that's not, no, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm about. No offense. No offense to any of the emo listeners. Any Any weekend
0: fans, any weekend fans listening to this, keep listening to Full Scope. Just just for this episode, say if I'm a fan, he was not a fan. (laughs) And that's that's the only reason why he said that. I'm not a fan. I'm
1: sorry. But no, I think (laughs) he's a good artist. His collaborations,
0: though. Like you said, his collaborations with, with with Drake were, were were phenomenal. I feel like Definitely. when it's just him as an artist alone, that's probably why it doesn't, you know, translate as much as to some to some listeners.
1: You kind of because when you collab with a person, or artist, you kind of like fit their style majority of the yeah. time. You don't really like you, it's it's you, but it's like there's you, their you style kind of
0: acquiesce. You kind of acquiesce to what their style is.
1: Most yeah. definitely, most definitely. And when you hear an artist outside of a collaboration, like for instance, Ty Dolla $ign. his music oh, alone oh. is terrible. He's the but riff, his
0: features though. His
1: features, his features are, are amazing. Crazy. He's the new T Pain. T yes. Goodness, T Pain. T Pain's music alone is good. So you get to like 2015 album, and then it's like, whoa! I don't know what you're doing when you start messing with, yeah. yeah. But he's the new T Pain, but I he was just he was just complete,
0: he was completely out of his realm on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but any T Pain feature, it's a smack, is a bop, like it's it's a smack. Yeah. But with always. the weekend, it's, it's similar to me because when he stands alone, I don't know if you know a, a artist named Sampha. He was yeah. on Drake's Never Too Much.
0: Nothing was the same.
1: Yeah. I his music alone, his standout album back in like 2016,
0: 2017,
1: amazing. Amazing. I love his music.
0: I gotta, I gotta listen to that one.
1: Yeah, it's called uh we'll we'll talk about it outside of um the podcast, but it's similar to that, like it's it's not a hate thing. It's just like his music doesn't appeal to me. Cause I'm not Mm. in that realm of life, I guess, because when he, you know, he first came out out there, take care. It was just like, just like a darkness and stuff. I'm an up to, you know, upbeat, you know, funny, love a guy, you know? So I digress. I I think I'm talking about him too much. (laughs) If I ever get to meet um, the weekend, I'm not going to tell any of this.
0: Get the hey! Don't movies. listen to that 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 full scope podcast on yeah. April third. Like, listen to all the other-
1: <laughs> all the other were really good. You know, just don't listen. Yeah, to all that
0: the ones. one's- <laughs> He's gonna be like, hey, but you guys were talking about me. You guys were talking about me. Though. I want to listen to that one. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to that one. <laughs> but um, transitioning tr- to to our, our, our final topic though, with with party um, party next door, his third project, and there was really a long awaited anticipation to it. Um, Called Party Mobile dropped March twenty seventh, and his you know his his last release his last release it was is really like um, it seemed as though it was a really complete project that he fully thought out. Um, he had one in twenty sixteen. He had two EPs in twenty seventeen. Um, and in November uh, uh, 2017, he tweeted quote I'm taking my time with this album. It's straight party and unapologetic end quote. And uh, 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 just a lot of his tracks have a similar sound. Um, it, it's got a lo-fi um, R&B sound and it creates a, a vibe that's just enjoyable and, and kind of mainly what he wanted. Um, but I kind of have a two-part question. What are your thoughts on kind of the long, the, the long way to release the project? Cause he did a lot of songwriting for DJ Khaled, Drake, Post Malone. Um, and it was kind of like in that vibe where he was going to be more of a songwriter than putting out music. And also um, what were your thoughts on the album?
1: Well, I love him as a songwriter. Um he yeah he's written a lot of music for a lot of people Rihanna Drake DJ Khaled Post Malone Justine Sky the list goes on um but I he put he put out two um EPs one um I love both of them one called Seven Days and the other is yeah. Colors Two that's my favorite those four songs I play them nonstop like I'm a huge Party Next Door fan. Huge part of that, yeah. so him like making a space wait, you know, it was a good thing, and he put out two EPs in in the middle of it, and then let him, yeah, let him go be a songwriter. Um, but for I don't and, know, and, and, that, know. and that,
0: that and that can can really even improve an artist's creativity because when he's doing something for other artists, he'll be like, okay, I could use something like this for for my project coming up, and I think that's what this album showed, like all those type of songs and, and writing that he did, he kind of morphed that into into this project.
1: Most definitely. And when he does write for other people, it's his style. He brings his style. He doesn't yeah. pander to their style of music. His writing is still like, I'm writing for me. I'm just giving this to you. I'm gonna let you use it. But I'm gonna show you how to do it. Cause um just, he did he wrote two songs for Justine Skye. He wrote a couple of songs on Rihanna's late album, Anti. Uh he, he
0: actually an album Huh? When is Rihanna gonna release an album? I, when is Rihanna gonna release? A, a, she's been everybody Everybody's t- like Rihanna, please release an album. But she's like, you know what?
1: I'll just jump on. One I'm of gonna my take my song. Time. <laughs> I'll just jump on my homie song. <laughs> I just jump on party song. But he wrote. He helped write. Um, work. 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 Work, yeah. work. He wrote that. Yeah. Like it's just like those type of songs. Like those is still his style though, because he will put out a song just like that. He had a couple of songs like, you know, one of those dance vibes and stuff. But as for I don't know if you want me to jump into talking about the album or the fourth album yeah, he dropped. Yeah. Um yeah. as a party next door fan, this this is his fourth album. So he went from P1, P2, P3, then it's his party mobile. I thought it was it's like four or five songs that are really, really good. Big news, split decision, loyal. Are those um oh, big news, split decision, loyal, and yeah. um can't remember the song with Rihanna off the top of my head.
0: Oh, believe it. Believe yeah, it. For, yeah. Um, my my probably my top three was was news trauma trauma and believe it and and loyal's in that list too. But th- those were those were kind of my top three.
1: It was, I don't know. It wasn't his normal style. I think, it was mm, like I've never. It's yeah. it's rare for me to skip a song from party. Like P1, I'll listen yeah. straight through P2, straight through P3. Mm. I'll skip one song. Not It's um it's one song just I can't get into, but it's like 15, 16 songs in that project. And I listen to the, I just skip one song. And um, this one, the first, I, I see why he released Big News, Split Decision and Loyal First. Those are literally, are literally the best songs on there outside of Rihanna that we got surprised that Rihanna was gonna be mm-hmm. on the album. But it wasn't his normal self. I don't know. It it was it was kind of him, but it wasn't the yeah. we. I couldn't like latch myself onto the music because it it wasn't relatable to me, in a sense. And mm-hmm. what I love about music the most is relatability, and I couldn't relate with this project. Big news, I could like if it it is yeah. like I won't see the lyrics, but I can relate to that. I re- can relate to loyal. I can relate um, to split decision. I can relate to those. Because this is mostly yeah. about like, are you going to be with me or not? Like, I know I made some crappy mistakes. Like I'm me. Are you with me are or you not? Are going to with me? Yeah. So like, yeah. I can relate to that, but this project, I was like, Oh God, come on, party.
0: Come yeah. on, party.
1: What are you doing to me, man? <laughs> but I don't know. And, it wasn't and, the same. And, and that's,
0: and that's kind of one of the things, like like with an artist, and especially uh, with with what he did in this last project. It's like if you can if an, if you can listen to an album just straight through. There's not a ton of albums like like I have a select few where I can just listen to straight through. Right. But when you get to that point, and then um, and, and you listen to another project, and it's not that like that same type of album. Right. It it really feels like extremely different, and I, and I kind of feel like maybe that's one of the biggest just tugs and maybe maybe that's why it took so long for him to, to release the project because he still was kind of like was still kind of trying to perfect like that's the certain sound that he wanted because split decision loyal and news yes really fe- yeah. really fit the type of vibe that he usually puts out thank
1: you thank you well you took the words right out of my mouth and believe it is another song that was just like normal like work like work work or um what's another song um, I can't really well, I can't really think of it in the top of my head, but it wasn't like the his pure self. And for like, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking about more artists that really didn't do their justice from the first album they put, put out. I don't know if you listened to Bryson Tiller. His first yeah. album was one amazing. Amazing. Second album was I could listen to it. I've listened to it one time, never listened to it again. Yeah. I listened to one
0: of his songs. One singles. listen and that was it.
1: That was it. I was no I gave it two. I gave it two because you need to give an album two listens. Yeah. If you can.
0: That's what I do with every new project. I, I got to listen to I got to listen to it twice.
1: Because yeah, because some things will sound different and you'll pick up things that you didn't hear in the first one. His mm-hmm. second album was not good. And I, I you know you probably going to say like wow, like Drake's um Scorpion? It was I good. cannot listen to that twice. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Nope. It's certain songs like 8 Out of 10, Nonstop, Jaded, Finesse, um, March 14th. It's a select few. It's, it's a select few. Yeah, like yeah. Mob Ties, I don't like Mob Ties. I don't.
0: And and that's what he, he handed. You
1: don't like Mob Ties? I don't. I don't. Wow. I don't like the song with him. I biggest this, reveal
0: of the episode. Right. Biggest reveal of the episode. I you going to say I'm like, me.
1: I don't like Mob Ties. It's a bunch of songs I don't like on that project and I was just like, oh, whatever.
0: Even, even hinted at it when, when he was at, at, at the Raptors game. He, he's going to make this project more concise. And I think that's going to be a better thing. Because because sometimes doing the 17, 18 projects, they may be fulfilling, but not as fulfilling like for the listener.
1: Right. And he did say, like, each project has some 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 bobs on there, like some songs that hit, like God's Plan, um the the Girls Anthem. I forgot the name. I'm supposed to be a Drake fan. Jeez, my, my mind's going
0: to... Oh, in, in my... And Nice For What?
1: Yeah, Nice For What.
0: That yeah. Kiki, yeah, Do You ones.
1: Love Me, That's a Bop. Um,
0: he dropped another bop last night. Yeah,
1: I don't like that Drake.
0: Oh no. I don't like <laughs> the damn
1: Drake. Come on, man. Come on, man.
0: Look, he's just putting out teasers, putting out teasers. I hope that's not on putting the, the album. Putting out teasers for, 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 for the I it hope
1: that's not on the album. The two songs he dropped, fire.
0: Slejvon <laughs> is a harsh no, critic. Slejvon is a harsh critic. No,
1: like the two, compared to the two songs that he put out,
0: Oh yeah,
1: like yeah. I, that song reminds me of Ratchet Birthday. I hate that song.
0: But some stuff he puts out, it, it's just more commercial. He 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 just wants to get a listen. It's Something true. that's completely abstract from what he's doing, just to say in the to stay in the listener's ear because he knows true. that's not his best work. When to say When is Chicago Freestyle, like that's more complete Drake work.
1: Right, true. See, so, yeah, true. Just to keep be, you know, I mean, he doesn't have to do that, but I guess he wants to do that. But man, that yeah. was like, ah, uh, Drake, like. Since we're talking about Drake, and I know we're supposed to be talking about Party, but the Party is signed under Drake, so we can still talk about Drake. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta talk about Big Brother. Gotta talk about Big Brother. Party next door is the young gear
1: <laughs> You know what song that had to grow on me? Started from the bottom. What's that? Had to grow on
0: me. Yeah, me, me too. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I
1: was like, ah, Drake, what? I know you, I mean, it wasn't the for content. Friends, for
0: friends that I have. For friends that I have who say that like like that's their favorite song for him, I'm like, you're not a true Drake fan. You're not. Like You're, you're not. You're a not.
1: Because <laughs> it started from the bottom now with him. What? Yeah, yeah come on. I'm not when, a huge <laughs> fan. But when he dropped the video, the video helped the song. Because everyone was like, you ain't yeah. started from the bottom. He actually did in the music game. He actually started actually from did. the bottom. But I wasn't even worried about the content. It was just like the song, the idea, the concept of the song. I'm like, ah, Drake, that's not. Because he dropped that. He dropped zero to a hundred before that he <laughs> that dropped um, trophies before that. And yeah, he dropped. How about now before that? And then when he dropped started from the bottom, oh, I was like, song. what? You dropped three fire yeah. songs and you dropped this. And then it grew <laughs> on me. <Drop> this? <laughs> it, it, it grew on me. I was like, all right, okay, okay. I'm still a fan, Drake. I'm not going nowhere, brother. I ain't going nowhere, brother. But going back, to, <laughs> going back to party, and I know we, we always get off subject, but it's all it's it, we mean well. But this album, out of good. all three of his projects from P1, P2, P3, then Party Mobile, this is dead last.
0: Dead wow! Last. Literally, P2, wow.
1: P2 Man. is his best work. P2 is. <laughs> Let Goodness. me. P two is his best. That's what recognize on it. That's with um, uh, thirsty on it. That's when um, on, sex on the beach on it. Um, it's a lot yeah. of songs that you can listen to. That muse is on that. Listen to it straight through. P three. I think out of his albums, not EPs. P three is the second one. That's come see me. Um, that's not yeah. nice. That's um, nineteen forty two. That's um, not nice. Yeah, not nice is a is a is a is a bop too. And then P1 is his, like beginning stages of finding his sound because he's did a lot of EPs before yeah. he dropped P1, but P1 is definitely three and then Party Mobile is last. I can't, and I'm ranking those off yeah. like where I listen to straight and, through.
0: Yeah. And he's had really good projects before this that were just, that are just so hard to kind of even reach you because he's put out some, some really good work. Right.
1: I mean, I think one of the questions was his career. What did I see his career going?
0: Yeah. To, to, to wrap it up, in, in, in terms of just what he's done, in terms of what he's done overall, including this album, how do you think he, he continues to kind of evolve his sound? Like like Because from what I'm hearing, it seems like you want to hear what he originally started out with, his earlier project, instead of kind of what he's doing now. Because the three the, the songs we were talking about, the songs we like, that, that's a- amazing and fits right into his wheelhouse. But right. the full body of work just kind of wasn't that, that same consistent string of, of sound.
1: This is true. I think I'll have to, I've I haven't, I've given it two listens and I'm, I'm very biased with the songs that we've said, uh, talked about, but as it's like his new direction, I don't know if it is his new direction or he was just trying something. I'm I'm interested to see what songs didn't make it on the album. That will give you yeah, uh, that like, that'll uh, be interesting. yeah, that would give you, uh, give us a, de- a deeper insight of like. Cause I'm
0: sure some of those songs we would actually want on the album.
1: Right, and I don't know who's in his his camp besides you know Drake. I don't think Drake had a hand in it because he he lets party be free in his music selection. I don't, I want to know who who's in his camp that was like okay we're we gonna go with this. Not saying it's a bad album, but it's not like it's not top tier of the music that he's put out. Like with EPs, I didn't even include EPs. If we include MP's, this will be in the back burner still, because Colors Two, <laughs> yeah, Colors Two, yeah. four songs, every song is fire every song is fire colors too yeah but it's 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 a more music that these eps and stuff done but for his the music direction in his career i think he'll be more highlighted as a songwriter to be honest with you because a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. like party party in live and concert is trash and everybody will tell you that yeah because he's not a real singer Mm -hmm. he's not his music live is terrible. the performers
0: it's it's so hard to be a really good artist and also a really good performer yeah. there's like a a handful of artists that just that that can be a consistent performer that just like i heard frank ocean's amazing oh yeah, yeah. I, heard, I heard frank frank ocean just amazing live.
1: oh yeah and he's a great artist great yeah. artist great great artist absolutely but party as a performer and his music just live because most of he uses a lot of auto-tunes, a lot of verb a lot of stuff on his vocals to make him sound like that Mm -hmm. but when you do a live he does not sound good you're gonna vibe because you love the music but him in live is not good i've seen clips i've known i've worked with people that said they went to a party concert he was like don't do it i wasted like a (laughs) hundred dollars and he's like to book him it's like a hundred thousand dollars or more party,
0: we're a fan. We're still a fan of you, just like just like we said for the weekend. We're fans of you. Almost <laughs> oh, deaf. There are def. just certain things. <laughs> most
1: deaf party next door is my top five artists I listen to all the time, and of course Drake is in that too. But
0: yeah,
1: Um, it's Drake party. Wale. Um, I don't really listen to J Cole oh, these goodness. later days. Not like I'm just artists I listen to all the time. Drake party. I'm, I'm having to do my list now. Yeah, I'm to
0: do my list now. Do
1: it, Bart. Drake
0: j cole okay uh, frank ocean you listen to frank ocean still? okay um yeah hey, now you want me to now
1: you um, maybe want, want to listen to frank again like his uh orange <laughs> i don't like his the nike whatever that is i didn't like that
0: oh yeah 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 um yeah but but drake j cole um frank ocean bryson tiller yeah and I listen to probably that chance i I, I, really, I really like chance too
1: see i have my moments with chance i only listen to the coloring book though that was
0: oh yeah, that was God. that was no project.
1: Oh man, he took he put his foot, arm, leg, everything in that, in that, that everything <laughs> that happened. that uh mixtape. It was ooh, that was incredible. Um, but yeah, man, um, Party's gonna be best known for his songwriting, literally.
0: Yeah, songwriting, absolutely, definitely. Well, that wraps it up for today. I'm your host Winston Burns, along with my counterpart Savon Morris. Continue to stay safe out there in these uncertain times. We'll see you next week.